I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When we call the dance hall, of the Sports Flush with Hooter and the Pederast. Um, both Hooter and the Pederast are not available today, so I'm filling in. I'm your host, Brandon. With me today uh, in person is Steve Newman. Hello, Newman. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> and John. We're not calling him Stuart anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Stuart. You're talking about your real name. Stephen Newman. Okay. Stephen F. Newman. And that's John. Hi, John. How's it going? Good. Uh, Clarence is not around. He's, Can't uh, make it. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know? What a shock. Um, we're going to talk probably a little bit of Vikings, um, maybe some Wolves if we have it in us. Have it we in have us. it in us. Uh, it's a new year. We're turning over a new league. Yes, exactly. First of the new year. Uh, maybe the Wild. We can stomach that as well. This is, this is not going to be pretty. Let's, not talk gonna be about, let's talk about the best local program, the game-changing uh, lifetime changing season of Gophers football this year. They're a powerhouse now. Is that right, John? Yeah, that's what everybody. And I say everybody loosely, but right. a number of a number of people have referred to things that have happened this year as program changing. Program changing. Winning at Nebraska was supposed to be program changing. Mm-hmm. Winning at Michigan was program changing, and these are all good things. They beat the crap out of Iowa. It was a good year, but they lost five games this year. Going eight and five in no way can be considered a program changing year. It's impossible. My, I tweeted this, and my brother pointed out that they lost the four top fifteen teams. But that's what you do when you're good. You beat top fifteen teams. Yeah. Just being the twenty fifth or twenty seventh best team in the nation is not what anybody's aiming for. Right. It's like Glenn Mason all over again, where it's like, wow, we were we won five Big Ten games this year. Well, who wants to win five Big Ten games? Right. They, I admit that it was really fun that they had a chance of making the Big Ten title game, mm-hmm. but they lost. Yeah. It was fun that they played in the New Year's Day Bowl game, but they lost. They beat all of the bad teams on their schedule, except Illinois, one of the worst teams in football, who they lost to. Yeah. This, is, this is the same thing we've always had in Minnesota. I mean, this was, this was exactly, and we're once again getting into my Glenn Mason sports team, yeah, which yeah. is yeah, undying. Really it's the... It's the <laughs> It's the everlasting flame of my yes. hatred, is hatred for Glenn Mason. But this is the same thing that happened to him, like, yeah. every year. He, they'd win five Big Ten games, they'd lose one non-conference game. 
they and under Mason at least they won the bowl games. Yeah. Or often won a bowl game and they'd say, well, well, we should be happy with that. They were it was not that bad. And all right, there's in my mind there's not a big difference between five and three and three and five. When you actually get into competing for stuff like playing in the Big Ten title game or beating good teams some of the time, that's program team. That's when you know things are better. So they might be on the upswing. They don't they don't necessarily lose a lot next year. They still have no wide receivers. They lose David Cobb, but they have a number of running backs who could be good, yeah. including Jeff Jones, who was a kid from Washburn. Oh, is he going to be on the team? He is eligible now. Oh, that's great. So he's was actually he supposed to be a freshman this year? He, he was supposed to be a freshman, and he was academically ineligible, but now he did great in school in the fall. And so he was a stud in high school, right? Yeah, so he's eligible in the spring. So they got a couple of guys returning there. They, they're losing the middle of their defense, which is concerning, including Damian Wilson, who made, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he made about 2,500 tackles or something. Ooh, middle linebacker. It seems, off the top of my head, it seems good. I think, yeah. It's good, right? It seems high. And they're losing their strong safety center. Thompson. So they're losing some things, but they've got other guys that could be good. So maybe next year will be really great, and I can eat my words about how this was program changing. But it seems like beating good teams is the mark of hey, the program's better now. Not almost playing, not playing in a football game with top fifteen teams. How com- how compared to pro football is the importance of the quarterback in college? Like, is this one of those that can only go so far? Doesn't with it depend on the offense you run? Yeah, I think it does depend on the offense. The, the less dependent and more on the schemes. There there are a few offenses. I'd say Oregon is very dependent on whether their quarterback is good. But the Gophers simply don't throw the ball. Yeah. They won a game this year completing one pass. And they didn't even need to complete the pass to win. It just was sort of a something that happened in the second half. <laughs> After a rain delay, and oh, they completed a pass, and it's kind of funny. There were like wow. 3,000 people left in the stadium after a thunderstorm, and it's amazing. So the whole crowd got up and gave them a standing ovation for completing one pass in the game, which was funny, but they also didn't really need it to win. So and that's, be, their kind of, that's their kind of thing. Let me try to be full homer for a second. All right, and go you know it. that I love that. Um, this role. Um, I think that the main difference so far between Mason era and the kill, at least so far, is we only started disliking Mason once they plateaued. Is that right? That's true. And to me, it seems like, and I could be wrong, again, I don't pay a ton of attention, but I don't feel like they're necessarily plateauing yet. The no, they're still on the up. They actually, I think, compared to preseason expectations, they overachieved this year. I think that's accurate. So, I mean, I think if you look at it that way, if you want to be a little less pessimistic than John Markholmer, which is really easy to do. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I want to be clear that I'm not yeah. being a pessimist. I'm just saying you're, you're just, not there yet. You're just saying slow your roll. Yeah. Temper your enthusiasm. Let's not let's pretend that each other's D's <laughs> just yet. Let's, just let's actually let's, have something happen. Let's go back to being sad because I feel more comfortable that way. <laughs> I want to be sad so much. <laughs> so. But no, I mean, I, no, John now we're getting into my strange duality of always having my hopes sky high and never wanting to get my hopes high. I mean, I don't think anyone thought a New Year's Day bowl game was in the cards for the I think that's in September, right. I think, you know, but yeah, I mean, they looked really bad in a bowl game. They probably should have. I mean, I don't want to say should have won because Missouri is decent, but I mean, that was that was a team they could have beaten. It was yeah. a four-point spread. I mean, it should have And been they a kept turning the ball. I mean, just dumb mistakes. They fumbled the ball 19 times. A thousand goddamn times. Mitchell Eidner is just, I mean. They fumbled the punt. Missouri ran a fake punt and converted. 
Missouri ran an onside kick and converted. But like, you know, depending on someone from the South Metro to show up for your podcast, depending from someone on the South Metro to win a ball game for you, just don't, don't, those are two don't, things you don't want. The South Metro is a full game county. Depending on how they have a nuanced view of government's role in public life. I mean, just... Your Dana Wessels, your Holly Man Dodgers, your Claire Swamp Town. They represent that whole entire area. Pretty much. It's just, you know, and accurate. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like there. Yeah. Yeah. That's Rose Mountain for you. There you go. So, I forget okay. what I was talking about. I think you were bitching about our, uh, uh, The expectations versus how, you know, we view them now is the, uh, you know, trying to... Oh, sorry, was I not eating no. the mic? Okay, no, yeah. oh, we have pizza Ooh. here. Ooh, look at that. That looks really nice. Thank you. Hands off. Sorry. It's a sausage $3 pizza. Oh, weird scouts pub in uh, Falcon Heights. Yeah, we're not We're not even recording through through the internet today. We're in person. I'm back here staring Brandon and Stu in the face. Hey, guys. How's it going? He won't blink. Yeah. I don't blink. I'm licking my lips. I'm blinking. Trying to make Brandon as uncomfortable as possible. This is not going to be ready to eat for about an hour. Yeah, it looks pretty hot. It looks... I'm not really in the hot. Burning lava is hot, like most of your sports days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That pizza represents your sports. Game. It sure does. Yeah. Uh, go for football. Uh, they exceeded expectations from before the season, but when we get into the season, you know, some of those losses are pretty bad. Losing to Illinois should have counted for two, maybe three should have counted for two or three losses. Obviously, beating Michigan, even though it sounds yeah, cool, cares, really, at the they're end. so I mean, bad. They were. I mean, so, so bad. When it comes to Michigan, though, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. It's they fun. had a mumps epidemic Maybe, like the yeah, NHL. I mean, but I mean, the quarterback like passed out on the field and then <laughs> yes. he kept playing, yes. and then they put him back in because nobody on Michigan sideline was actually watching the game at no. the time. They're all, like, just they're all Monster.com. They're like, doing the resume. <laughs> is he hurt? No, he looks he looks fine. Uh, he staggered a little. I, I still think his ankle hurt. Do we ever get to the bottom of it? Did they was there argument that they just didn't know that he was? Because I was at the game obviously, and I was right across the oh the other side of. Uh, of the Michigan bench, but it was really obvious as if you were paying any attention at all. I mean, there's got to be in football. There's what, like, seventy coaches? You know, one of them. That somewhere there was an offensive quality control assistant or something that was like, that guy's hurt. At least, yeah, you're running up the chain to somebody and say, hey, dude, he almost he was just like woozy, stumbling, had to be held up by his. I never really got an answer um, to why they kept him in. I just assumed that they just didn't know that. Their right? answer that boiled down to basically, we wouldn't have put him back in if we were paying attention. Okay. <laughs> Guys, uh, we would never knowingly put someone in and let him keep playing if he was hurt. But like, No, we're just that we incompetent. Were, we just weren't watching. <laughs> we were, there was a thing on my phone that has other games. Like, sure, sure. I was watching another one. What can you do at times like that? Right. That was so, basically their reason. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to next year with the Gophers, but yeah, again, I just feel like with his kill system, it seems to be designed to be like okay offensively, um, not going to be great. So is that just who their identity is? Is it who he's always been as a coach? You know, like from his past, he's not an offensive like genius, obviously. No, I think Jerry Kill's reputation is he wins no matter he wins even though he should. Okay. That's okay. sort of his reputation as a coach. Right. But you sort of saw in some of their games this year, like right. the Purdue game where they were losing by a lot. Yes. Okay, so that, that makes this sense. This is fun. We're like a real podcast ordering beer while we're talking. It is weird. It's weird. Uh, it's good. Aaron, John, this feels good. Nobody yes. stopped by to ask us what the hell we're doing yet. Yeah, no, yeah. No one's like, 
offered to buy us free beer. Though. I know. So, you know the us, restaurant you know, owner is going to come over. Going over here and and bring my wallet. Yeah. 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 Pizza. <laughs> Deep fried potato, bacon guzzler, strips. Potato. They just showed up with 97 sandwiches, which we will now eat. And then they're like, all right, we'll take a break. And then they come back and you can tell that they're noticeably fuller and their voices have sort of deepened as their vocal cords are covered in corned beef. I am jealous of them, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. See jealousy. So anyway, I think next year will be uh, much more important to see if Jerry Kill is the new Glenn Mason or is somebody else entirely. If they're great next year, if they're 6-2, and 7-1, and one, maybe win the Big Ten West, great. Let's build a statue of a guy. I'd love to. And I like Jerry Kill. I think he's a really good coach. I don't think... There's not too many other coaches that could have taken Minnesota and made them be 8-4 this year. I think he's awfully good at that. Is he going to lose any of his... His assistants are really respected, right? Yeah, and they've... Uh, been there the strange, forever. The strange thing with his assistants is that they've sort of followed him around for years. Yeah, and that is strange. Because this assistant coaching in college football is sort of a carousel of, all right, this guy goes here, this guy goes here. Yeah. And so if you look at an assistant like coach's resume, he's like, he was at USC this year, and then he was an Army the next year, yeah. then he was at Emporia State, and then he somehow moved up and was at Florida, and then the next year he was somewhere terrible again. It's just like one giant roulette wheel. Like right. you're a, If you're a, like a linebacker's coach, you just spin the wheel, and uh, I hope it ends up in an SEC school or Oregon or something yeah. like that. I'm kidding. Oh, it's a MAG school. I'm going to Kent State this year. Damn it. Or something like that. Right. But for kills assistance, Matt Langrower's offensive coordinator, Tracy Clay's defensive coordinator, and then even on down the list in the linebackers and linemen folks like Rob Reeves, they've all been with him for like eight, ten years. Crazy. Which is... So you I, think they're going to stay then? They, I think so. Right. I, I have no reason to doubt them at this point. They're not such a powerhouse where they're, someone's looking at their programs, looking at them and going, we need one of those yeah. guys. Pat Royce was making a case for Tracy Clays, who is from Kansas, to be their coach. But I, I honestly don't know if Kansas has hired a new coach yet. So maybe they've like, already hired somebody else. Just suggesting it because of the hometown. I think it works out sometimes. I mean, it would work. Yeah, I'm sure Tracy Clays would be a good head coach. Do you want to, um, do you want a small plate for your pizza? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, okay. I think be a, I think Crazy Plays would be a good head coach, or Matt Langer would be a good head coach. I think and I think they both would want small plates for their pizza. <laughs> they were over pizza at Stout's Pub here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like Brandon Brown. Gotta have a small plate. Gotta have a small plate. Why do you want a small plate? I don't know. Put the pizza on. Put the pizza on. a big plate that has all of your pizza on it. Let's take this offline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I think uh, we should mention the reason, the reason we're talking Gophers football is that every other sport is just... Yeah, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, it's as good as it gets. Is that a, a kind of a bad loss in a bowl game? That's your obligation, uh, sir, just in case. Thank you. Now I like the small plates thing, because now there's a possibility that people will end up on my plate. We're some pizza out of this. That's awesome. But I mean, all the other sports are just... Yeah, yeah, we yeah we're going to try to... The Vikings were... About what we expected, mediocre. Yeah, yeah about what you two expected. Yeah, well, <laughs> not all of us predicted they'd go yeah. 10 and 10. No, Speaking or of 16, defensive-minded coaches who I I wish were more offensive-minded because I think that's where the game is heading, Yeah, I think Kill and Zimmer are very similar in that fashion. Really? Expound on this notion. Well, they both seem to... I, that's all I got. They seem oh, more defensive-minded. That's, yeah. no, that's seem, true. They seem more defensive-minded than offensively. I mean, Zimmer, we know for sure. He's been a defensive coach for 40 years or whatever. It's been 50 years. Um, Kill, yeah, I don't. I guess don't have as much. But um, I feel like, in particular, the NFL, 
if you look at like what translates to victory is being more offensive is just it's more important than defense. I don't know if you can say that in other sports, but in football it legitimately like it's more important to have a good offense than a good defense. I don't know if this is an apples and oranges comparison, but in the two college football semifinals, this uh, spread offense is being pro style offenses. That's true. That's so true. I mean, spread offense is more. I mean, except for Philadelphia. I mean, they, which is just whatever Chip Kelly's. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on in Philadelphia. I love it. I love it. I was, you know, yeah. it, but and again, they won ten and six and didn't get in the playoffs. So I mean, yeah, yeah. it's more of a goof. I, mean, I always were, get the sense yeah, from Chip good. Kelly that he doesn't care whether they win or lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just, he just, wants, he he's just excited to try something. This exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to play without a quarterback this week. Let's see how this goes. We're going to have five tackles eligible here. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I love that. He's, but, just uh, like, he's like a science researcher at a university that has tenure and doesn't care anymore. Like, I mean, Oregon and Ohio State arms on you know, advanced over you know, teams that run pro-style offenses. And I mean, if you're wondering where the college game is going, I mean... Jerry Kill's probably more apt to run a spread style offense than it's a pro style offense, I think. We I don't know that, but I think that. The Gophers certainly do not run the old school pro style offense where there's a no, fullback in front exactly. of your running it's back. It's not the old day. Nebraska, you know. They Mike definitely Rozier have spread look. Yeah. That said, the thing about the spread offense is you're not it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean just because you line up with your quarterback in the shotgun and three yeah. wide receivers yeah. that you're going to throw it all over the place like the 1980s Houston Oilers. Correct. Generally, they just line up that way and run single wing plays. Exactly. Basically, exactly. it's just a, it's a way of spreading the field more than it is a a mission for the offense to throw the ball a lot, which is going to happen when you're the Gophers and Mitch Light is your quarterback and yeah. is remarkably inaccurate. <laughs> remarkably really seems to undersell it. And <laughs> he was a guy in the bowl game where he, at one point he was like 16 out of 17. He was completing everything he threw and yep. then in the second half it just he made a couple of throws and it was like, it's like so. oh, it's like you punted that. Yeah. It's like he punted it to the guy. Yeah, it was not good. Directional kicking. Lake Bill's not good. Big Valley. I know we were, it's a theme we have one message. Yeah. We have what? one theme here. Is this the South one Metro? Get your act together. Main takeaway. Somebody, anybody, just be better than average. To back up to this point, though, the... There is still a chance in the NFL you can win with defense, right? Like, defense sure. can your, be your yeah. main idea. That was Seattle's thing, right? Defense is their main identity. I mean. They sure are, but they, def- they this year had, like, a, still a top-ten offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I might have the wrong picture in my head of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I hate Russell Wilson because he went to Wisconsin one year. Oh, really? Really? That's amazing that you hate him just for that one year. I, it's not, I hate him for those commercials. It's not a good That's way to dole out my hate, but... <laughs> It's LA. A man's got to have a code. It's a thing. No. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean it works well. It's just a thing. I looked. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, and I'm not going to do the, the legwork, of course. That's our guarantee to you, listeners. Mm-hmm. We're not going to actually look into things. But I looked at the Football Outsiders efficiency stats, and of the top 10 teams that are the 12 teams in the playoffs, almost all of them have like a top 15 offense. Mm-hmm. And there were a few that had um, not good defenses. Pittsburgh's defense actually was really bad this year. I would assume Carolina's defense was terrible. It was, yeah, not great. Because the Vikings uh, scored 33 points on them. And Dallas was like 25th, which is, you know, fine for them. That's way better than last year. They were 32nd. So um, there were a few teams this year that got in with not very good um, who was uh, it, defenses. Who was it on Twitter today that tweeted, if the Cowboys lose today, it'll be the worst moment for Cowboys fans since Derek Jeter. That's a good line. That's a good line. Whoever you are, sir or ma'am, that was good. That's good. But I think we sort of need Dallas to win because I think Dallas has a much better chance of beating Green Bay next week. 
Detroit would, play him or Carolina play him? Detroit plays him. Okay. Yeah. Detroit can't beat Green Bay. I think Dallas can. Yeah, yeah. Carolina. Well, I don't know. Actually, that's good. I, How do they do the reseeding in the second round of the NFL playoffs? I assume, I assume Seattle gets the low seed. True, but Carolina would have been the fourth seed. Yeah, yeah. But they have the worst record out of anybody. That's a good point. I don't So know. do they magically transmogrify into the sixth no. seed? Or? No, they're the fourth seed. All right. No matter what. So if... Right. It's hard. Either way, um, Dallas, Dallas, I think if Dallas wins today, then they beat Green Bay. But it would be hilarious if Detroit went into Green Bay and won playoffs. Oh, God, that'd be hilarious. In Dante's house? Dante, <laughs> hashtag Dante's house. Um, okay, so let me ask you about uh, your opinion. I think it's pretty clear so far. Maybe it's not clear. But I have... It's probably pretty I have clear. many opinions about Zimmer. I know you do. So does Clarence. Um, the great thing about it is... We just basically argue the same shit to. over and over and over again, and neither of us is moving an inch. The part I like the best is that you would have no opinion whatsoever if it wasn't for Clarence trolling you. And so now you've done, all this, you've done all this work to try to get facts and try to convince him, even though Clarence is never convinced by facts. No. That's like the worst possible way to convince him. He is definitely one of those guys that um, will believe in advanced statistics until it doesn't tell him what he wants to hear, and it's like, fuck that. Nope, don't believe it anymore. Um, He's an eye test guy. He's a ball guy. He played the game. He did play the game. I don't know if he played football. I'm sure at some point. He probably did. But I guess at some point everybody has played football. Well, yeah, but he's one of those weird guys that was like the natural athlete that played 19 sports in high school and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of one of those guys too, aren't you? Did you play football in high school? Not in high high school, no. I played hockey and football and basketball. I played them all night growing up. Yeah. Um, Hockey was my last one to give up. I gave up very high school. Um, so let me ask John. Dude, were you good at any sports when you were a kid? Just basketball, but not that. You were awesome at basketball? No. Did you play high school basketball? I did play high school. One year. So. Okay. That's not, that's not nothing. It's, uh, it's not much. Sorry, Stu. I need to feel like I have a kindred spirit here, not Mr. College Baseball over here on my left. So. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't throw that speedball by you. I can't. Like, make you look like a fool. Yeah, I, I got nothing. All right, sorry. Can I interrupt you, What is your opinion on Zimmer? So far. Um, the jury's out? I don't know. Okay. I mean, we kind of went over this, that I thought the main thing he's interested in is the defense, and he couldn't he couldn't give a rat fart about the offense. But we argued for an entire podcast, and I thought that was our last podcast at the time, so I don't want to bring it up again because I'm nervous about it. I don't know. Okay, but looking at the season overall, fine start. I mean, okay start. They were terrible. That's something, right? True. They were terrible last year. They were terrible this year. They uh, lost their best player and almost finished 500. That's true. And lost a lot of other players along the way and finished almost 500. And Zimmer looked like he was paying attention on the sidelines. Except in the last two minutes of half. Yeah. <laughs> he had some Andy Reid going for it. Or, I guess, Brad Childress yeah. to bring it back to... That Philadelphia so, coaching tree. That Andy Reid coaching tree just can't yeah, manage I don't know. I, that was the one... That was my... Honestly, got my big complaint about Zimmer is that at the end of halves, I just don't think he quite got what he was supposed to be doing. <laughs> there's, there's certain coaches who think about this stuff and plan it out, and they're like, all right, at this point, we're going to call a timeout. At this point, I honestly think was under, he's, he was still like in his Cincinnati defensive coordinator mindset wondering why, why the hell is the offensive coordinator calling a timeout here? <laughs> oh, wait a second. Wait that, a minute. That was me. Oh, oh, no. Me. oh no. supposed to be doing that. Whoops, I'm in charge. Whoops, that's my job. Which Never. is funny because most head coaches, and I don't, as we've established before, I don't really know what Zimmer's doing on the side. Right. But most of the time when you're a head coach, you're 
jobs are A, scream at the refs, uh-huh. and B, decide when to call timeout, and when to go for it on fourth down, go and when to kick a field goal and go for it. Those are your three main decisions right there. That's all you're really doing except for screaming at the ref and trying to get the call for you. And when you screw up one of those things continuously, it's like, you can practice. We can, you know, we'll role play it, Mike. We'll just have a stopwatch and you can decide when to call time out and when not. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's a weird thing because they're obviously, you know, in charge, but they do a lot of just standing around and watching. When you look at with every, you know, there's a footage on a coach. They're not really, like, scheming with, I guess they have the headsets. They're probably talking to coordinators in some way, but it does very much look like they're just sort of watching. And, and I get the sense, I think it's even more pronounced in college. I get the sense in the NFL that head coach is very involved with game plan. He's, like, leading the team onto the field kind of thing. Right. In college, you can have a guy like Bobby Bowser who does does not know his players' names at the end of his career, who can still be the head coach because his job is to, you know, talk to boosters, shake hands, kiss babies. Go in the living room with And that's all he has to do. There was one of, towards the end of Bobby Dalton's run at Florida State, there was some national championship game where they interviewed after the game. And it was pretty clear that he wasn't sure what the final score was, that he wasn't sure what happened during the game, but he was still a head coach, which I just thought was great. Yeah. It's such a perfect picture of the difference between college and, you know, the NFL at least, for, for the most part, the coach is going to know the final score and all of his players. I think the last one you could say that, that makes sense, Barry Switzer, what he won the Super Bowl with the Cowboys. He had no yeah. Barry Switzer was just there. He was just there for uh, yes, please, uh, Saga. Okay. He was just there as chief party. Pretty much, yeah. Just like you know, he had the coordinators handle it. I mean, they, they were just super talented. I think you or I could have probably won a title there. Not Brandon. He would have been too angry. No, Brandon would have come in and changed all the culture. You, know you guys what? won two Super Bowls. You know what? We need to change Here's what this. What you're doing wrong. I'm glad you guys see me as the visionary. I believe that I am. <laughs> I really appreciate that. You I choose to believe you. Stuff. Okay, so I think I just want to make clear for the record my opinion on Zimmer as I I think it comes off like I really hate him. But you I really do hate him. Really it's a very he's similar, your least favorite coach. It's similar other appeal, than... I think, with you of like, let's just all tone it down a notch. <laughs> and he's like, let's calm down until they do something. Until they do something. Because 7 and 9 is better than last year. It's two more wins. That's great. Um, we also had a very easy schedule. Um, and the reason that it seems like they're better than last year, and when you look at like the advanced stats, they kind of weren't that much better than last year. Their quarterback um, was, though. Is that correct? I think that is the advanced stats, especially yeah. over the last month, show that Bridgewater totally. really yes, he was very good. made a market difference. So that's why I'm kind of like, the people are kind of pissing on Teddy's, you know. We have been on the Teddy bandwagon yeah. for two years now. Yeah. And I think, two full uh, years we've been talking about Teddy Bridgewater. Really I think area sports talk show hosts have been saying that. I think Bridgewater's all that. You know, so nope. I, mean, I, know, I think both Guerrero and Rice are both, uh, I think. We are driving the Teddy We are driving the Teddy bandwagon. And, and I'm think, fine with that. And I think the stats bear out that this isn't just like trying to put a good face on a bad quarterback. No, like, they, like, they, they don't ponder. That's why you can't look at Guerrero was at some point saying like it just was like points. They didn't have great. It's like that's such a weird, overly simplistic way to look at the quality of a quarterback. There's so many other factors. Um, not to mention even as like interceptions and having another quarterback, but like six of them were directly responsible from like. Guys tipping it right up in the air to the other guy. And I, again, Fred I know Asiata is so good at tipping up a dunk pass. Oh, and you know, if, he, too. if he gets knocked in the Olympics in 2016 like as a volleyball setter, I mean, yeah. he just, he's so good at that. 
See, I just, but I, I think I just stepped on your touchdown call there. You were talking about how the advanced stats for the defense wasn't as improved. It wasn't. So if you look at just a regular, um, you, you can't do points given up per game because there's special teams factored yeah. in and whatever else. Field position. But if, yeah. But if you could, I think one that makes a little bit more sense is yards per game. That seems to be a good factor. They gave, they gave up about 50 fewer yards in last year, 56 or something like that, which is really that's good. A, that's, that's really very good. good. I mean, that's like 15, 20%, something. I don't know what the actual That's got to be worth that's three points a game. Field, you would think, right? I think if you're going to translate it into points, that would probably be worth three, four points a, two, a game. Two, right? three points a game, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that the, the reason that the advanced stats say that that's not that impressive is because, on average, the offenses they played just usually gained, like, 30 or 40 fewer points. So it's not quite as easy as saying, man, 60 points or 60 yards, it's great. That's the only thing I can come up with because obviously if you look at points per game, yards per game, the rankings went up. They were like 28th last year or 26th or something and now this year they were 15th or something like that. Um, so I think that and I think that they try to normalize a little bit with third down conversions and fumbles recovered. It's not really a thing that could be um, you can't be stable good at third from year down. to year. Yeah, you can't just. It's not. A, it's not a skill. You have um, to be good at football to be good at third down conversion. Yes, exactly. There's, it's like clutch hitting. There's no special There's skill. No yeah, it's like, oh, good. I'm third and seven. This guy has money. Yeah, he's better on third down. It's ridiculous. Um, so I think those are the reasons we may have gotten maybe lucky. That's the only thing I can think of of why the advanced stats don't like the defense as much as the regular stats do. Um, Again, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but um, I, my issue, of course, is, and it's always been, that he's not an offensive-minded coach, and I think that's really the, the way to do it. And I think maybe if co coaches can get better, right? And I don't mean to be an ageist, but he's like 59 years old, right? Like, how many years does he 72 have? 72 years old. <laughs> like, how many years does he have until... Does anybody want to do a Mike Zimmer's old impersonation right now? He gets crotchy. Wither Park was all apple trees. Would you trade Mike Zimmer straight up for Chip Kelly? Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that they would, and I would, if I was... Whoever makes this decision, owner or general manager, I'm not sure, probably some sort of combination, look to the college ranks, like, again, like a Chip Kelly um, with head coaching experience. That's what I would have hoping for. But I don't know. I think that just, it just seems like there's a ceiling here, and it's a bummer. But, but again, quarterback means so much in the NFL that there's a possibility that, you know, like, I feel like Zimmer is going to be like a, um, a Jeff Fisher type, or one of these just, like, coordinators that oh, no, are that's just okay. An, that's an incredibly apt comparison. That is I a real don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that at all. There's so many guys like that that just came up through the ranks as defensive coordinator. Oh, no. Um, Mike Zimmer is red-faced Jeff Fisher. Red-faced. Mustacheless Jeff Fisher. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know. I'm really sorry to have uh, played that card right now. My hope for the Vikings just went down like 80. percent Hey, he made it to he made it to a Super Bowl or whatever, um, and then didn't make the playoffs for like 12 years after that. But he made a Super Bowl. So, but yeah, so so we'll He's see. The for an NFL coach. But a quarterback can overcome a lot of things. We've seen that, right? Which Teddy so, is going to. I don't think Mike McCarthy's necessarily a very good coach. We haven't, you know, seen been totally impressed with him overall. Like, but. They're amazing. <laughs> True. Somebody yeah, at this table has are... written a long, a long-running column about Mike McCarthy's terrible coaching decisions, especially his terrible hiring of coordinators. Yeah. And yet they are still good at football. Yeah. Because Aaron Rodgers is good at football. Covers up a lot of wounds, and I think that my friend uh, about Teddy Bridgewater said he throws a girl, but he's really good. You know, it's like a, it's sort of like the way. 
I don't think he throws like a girl. Not like a girl, but he does. I'll agree with the second part of that. He's good, but and he's got a good arm, but he doesn't use it very often. I've never, I don't see many guys, and I don't know why he does this. It's just more comfortable for him, but. Most guys like have like really strong arms. Cam Newton is throwing it as hard hard as he can in almost every scenario. Like he doesn't lighten up very much, right? And Brady seems to be another guy who's just like I'm always going to go 100. percent And Bridgewater is not like he's, he for sure floats him on purpose sometimes. It seems like I don't know if it's to make it easier to catch or or whatever. But I don't. And it's just so weird. Like one time it's hard as he can, the other time it's like half as hard, and it's just an odd thing to watch. He does make sort of odd choices about that. But I think it's I think it's still better than Cam Newton, who's like a second baseman who decides he really wants to show off his arm every time. It's like, listen, the guy is forty-five feet away from first. Just roll it over here, and I'll catch it. You don't necessarily have to throw it two thousand miles an hour and have it land in the fifteenth row of the stands if you miss it. Right now, at first base. But he just seems to run the offense, and it's really fun to watch him. Um, He makes mistakes, obviously, but just in terms of. Um, knowing when to run and picks up third downs really in a really good way. So I'm super excited for next year just for his him and, and it'll be, I mean I, I it'll be a good test because they'll be playing better teams next year because they're playing the NFC West. Is right. their, uh, That'll be probably so I know they got Seattle, they got San Francisco. Because they played the South. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the Los Angeles Rams. Seattle, yeah, the Portland Beavers. <laughs> but the schedule is tougher next year, which is good. I want I want to see how Teddy does against decent teams. Right. And I want to see him with like a maybe a healthy offensive line and maybe I mean maybe I, a better I don't offensive know, line. I, I, maybe either I assume Jarek McKinnon or Adrian Peterson. One of those two will be the starting running back. Yeah. Who knows what Cordero matters? Are we done being mad at AP? Are we going to be happy if he comes back next year? I'm resigned to the fact that he might come back, but I still would prefer to not have to make that moral judgment. Uh, I just don't. I don't like him. I, I just don't like him. It's a really tough call. I mean, there's so many assholes that we root for. I know it's a whole thing. Know? I mean, that's I love Jared Allen as RDM. I have like a thousand DU highs in like three months. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, which is not a good thing either. I that's mean, my point. I mean, I don't the whole talk. NFL is a moral quandary. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, that's just not. That's not taking into account. You know. All the you know, concussion stuff that the league does, um, mm-hmm. they've covered up all the stuff they've known. You know? So I mean, it's yeah, it's you're you're a hypocrite for liking anything, basically. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. No to matter justify. what you so, like, I mean, you're it's a hypocrite a, for something. Just personally, I would rather not root for a child leader. Yeah, and, but I, I mean, but I don't, I don't think he should be disqualified from getting that job in the NFL. Right. I would just prefer yeah, not have a team that I enjoy watching. And I don't. Th- I, I think he'll go somewhere else. I really do. I think he should. I would if I were. I, would, I, would, I, would, I think there's a lot. Yeah, just think, dude, why don't you just go to Dallas? Just go to they Dallas. don't love you. In Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll give you kids to beat there. Yeah. I mean, that's just that, that's one the free child. Yeah, one free child to wit within an inch of his life. <laughs> Apparently, that's uh, that's what I was told. That they'll they'll love them down there because they think this is an awesome thing to do. To I'm told football which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> because I know people from the south. That's no, no, that's not that's right. Not, that's not right. That's a completely inaccurate thing to say. I, about I am technically, I think, I haven't got a new license yet, so I'm still technically a Texan. Yes. That is not right. No, no. <laughs> I don't. I really don't think no, people in okay. Texas are going, yeah. I know. Just like, because no. you find like nine um, comments on Twitter about a certain thing does not mean most yeah. people think that. We can search and find every fucking opinion on yeah. this under the sun. Well, 
on Twitter. It does not mean it's the majority. I don't know. Up to you. Nobody is in favor of tailgating, but the enduring image of the Adrian Peterson saga wasn't even his crazy grinning mugshot that he took in Texas. It was that lady who was, the, like, two days later, was at a Vikings game in an Adrian Peterson jersey and Viking Zubas carrying a wood branch with her. That was the enduring image of the whole thing. Oh, I forgot about that. That was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Did we ever get to the bottom of who that was and what happened? Yeah, they found her and yeah. she didn't apologize and eventually they just forgot about it. about it because, you know, there's someone, someone, there's someone else to get angry about that day on Twitter. So That's just, the new thing, like, for... Right out the outrage cycle. It's, it's difficult having that picture of your hypocrisy out there. Like, if I watch the Vikings, and I still care about how the Vikings do this, I'm like this lady, who clearly is not a very good person. <laughs> yes, no, no, she's not. Uh, one of the worst people. One of the worst people. And I hate the, the whole idea of, like, old lighten up. It's like, for one thing, I'm not going to lighten up. Another no. thing, the shit's not funny anyway. No. It's just not a good joke. People always confuse the two things. Like, you're too sensitive. Like, no, no, no. You're just not funny. <laughs> That's my problem. Seinfeld, that old quote of, I'm not offended as a Jew, I'm offended as a comedian. Is yeah. like the most brilliant. I think about that line on a daily basis. Like, I'm offended because your joke's so bad. Idiot. And also for the child beating. Yeah, and the child beating. That's not a good thing. You will still see Darren Sharper jerseys in the wild here. Unbelievable. I think those people mostly don't know. I think so. It's got to be. I can't believe that they don't, that if they knew about it, they would still want it. It's just hard to believe that you could know that someone's a serial rapist and be like, you know what? Jerseys are too expensive and I gotta wear something purple. You're innocent until proven guilty. I'm gonna tuck this into my Levi's. <laughs> Levi's, like they can afford Levi's. All the picture I took, he was wearing Levi's. Oh, really? He was okay. at the Cup Foods, uh, or not getting part of the St. Cloud Cash before the uh, Carolina game, and uh, he had his shirt tucked into his Levi's. He had his cell phone holster and his buying lottery tickets. <laughs> the and cell phone holster. And I was, just, I was so angry. I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing Walking stereotype. Yes. You like, are everything I expected you to exactly. be, sir. It's got to be because they don't know. I mean, but I mean, why would you have a sharper jersey? I mean, was he that good when he was with the Vikings? Weird no. It's such a weird. But I've seen I've seen more than one. I mean, but at the time it was like, do I want a Dante jersey? No. Do I want a Randy Moss jersey? No. He was on. He had like uh, weekly bets on both, like the fan and the yeah, other. So I mean, and then he also worked for the NFL Network before he. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know people who had Mitch Berger jerseys back then. I know people yeah, who had Chris Walsh jerseys. I know. They just wanted to do something different. Yeah, my father buys a Greenway jersey. Yeah, exactly. He's also very racist, so that's probably half the reason. So next he's buying a Harrison Smith jersey, is what I'm saying. <laughs> my prefer. Prefer. Yeah, that'll be his next one. Um, Mike Prefer, and then below it it just says thumbs up. Uh, uh, picture, picture of an island with a mushroom <laughs> cloud over it. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's good. That's good. And bad. And terrible. And bad. Um, what do you guys want the Vikings to do in the draft? That's a good question. Their 10th? 11th. 11th? Yep. Uh, best player available at one of their positions of need, which would be a linebacker. It would be wide receiver. The, uh, I would oh, say a left really tackle and then send Matt Khalil off to, yeah, on a train to nowhere and just let him try to find Oh, that's, that's some of the things that are going to up is that I think there's a storyline going around probably from Wabi that the last four games <laughs> Matt Khalil was okay. That sounds like Wabi. Yeah, and I don't know if that's true. I, I didn't look at the stats in that, but I mean, I would think that, that if he was actually hurt. That was a hell of, oh my wow. God, and luck. 
That was an awesome throw by Andy Love. such a beautiful We're ball. at the bar, but that doesn't mean we can't watch television. And Andrew Hutton yeah. threw a beautiful touchdown pass under what it was called duress. Yeah. And basically just floated it over two it's defenders. Forty yards. Yeah. You've seen it. Probably. You've seen it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Over to uh, Sidney Moncrief, the former basketball player for the Milwaukee. Yeah. I don't know why we're still talking about this. I forgot it was a beautiful yeah. pass. It was nice. Now we're gonna watch Reed. Steve's gonna do play by play. Yeah. And he throws it. Look at that. And it's caught in the end zone. Yeah. Can you take Matt Khalil and left tackle to like a different? Like yeah, like the Bakken oil fields. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. But don't when left tackles suck, don't you just move them to like right guard or something? Don't you just move him in so to a little less important position. I think that not happen. Isn't that what like the Raiders are like Robert Gallery or something like that? I don't sure. know. Maybe you can sure. play center. Well you know what? I don't, but Sullivan's are only they're one really good offensive Maybe you can play backup tackle? I don't. I just don't want to play. And also, isn't the best left tackle probably going to be gone by eleven? Probably. to go. But of course, Matt Khalil is the best left tackle. I don't understand why, if you're Matt Khalil, you don't call your agent and say, "Dude, I don't want to tell anybody I'm injured because I'm a tough guy. Can you just hold something that I'm just not feeling that great, so people stop thinking I'm the worst player in the league? So people can start just talking about my fake injury instead yeah. of just say anything. Say so he's just been dealing with yeah, mono. Just say he had undiagnosed mononucleosis. Yeah, yeah, mono. Just do that. It would make everybody feel a lot better, like, oh, that's why he's all of a sudden the worst player in the league as he was a number four pick or whatever it was. Um, because, yeah, for me, my opinion is... Or just say Golden Tate slept with his wife, and then... Yep, that's a good one. Always a classic. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The thing that happens fairly. I want them to focus on the offensive line. First pick, second pick, whatever, as much as they can. That, to me, is the most important. Best player at one of their clear positions of need, which is offensive line, linebacker, wide receiver. And then the third round pick, Max Williams, with four axes. Maxwell is going first round, and you know it as well as I do. That's happening. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't know. I like being a homer. I like Max Williams. <laughs> He's from I don't like the idea that they pick a tight end, even though they have five on the roster already. Laconia is a garbage seller. No offense, Laconia. All you got is a ballroom. But Max Williams almost redeems Laconia entirely. I don't think Laconia is a suburb. It's, it's an okay excerpt. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm Team Watertown all the way. That's where my mom's from. And like Laconia was like where all the jerks went. So. <laughs> Instead of Watertown so, Mayor? Yeah, Watertown Mayor. You have Royal Pride. But, um, <laughs> so, sorry, I didn't mean to call out Laconia. I really don't have a Let's talk more about Laconia. small Minnesota towns that nobody knows. Laconia's not small. They got a McDonald's. Yeah. That's a good-sized town. Yeah, there you go. I don't feel like Max Williams would be utilized very well with the Vikings anyway. 
Like well, Kyle Rudolph, we keep hearing is great. He has like six catches a year. Yeah. He does have. He set a personal record with 12 catches this year. So I don't know if that means he's actually not good or if it's the offense that he's like he's had. That's true. Well, he was hurt this year. I don't know if he can't stay healthy. Really encompasses his career. Yeah, I mean, and well, before he that, he had Christian Ponder. Yeah, that's him, true. So. So I, yeah, I'd like to see if he was healthy. I, I would like to think Teddy would be like to have that. I mean, God, how many passes does Asiata get this year? 4,000. Exactly. I mean, you would think the tight end, a, a, a tight end of Rudolph's clear talents, when he does get the ball, he's pretty good. Okay. He seems like he would get a football. Yeah, you would think that that would be a better option in the flat than Matt Asiata. Yeah. Well, that was sort of the Vikings' offense this year. Oh, nobody's open downfield. Let's go yeah. to the check down. Exactly. Which seemed to work okay to me. Yeah. It was sort of like Brad Johnson. Yeah. Brad from the it was very Brad Johnson esque, but just because of the talent level of the guys he had to throw. <laughs> Okay, so now we're through two local teams, and both of them, the opinion is, we'll have to wait till next year to have a really firm opinion on, on what's going on. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Okay, we took a short break there. We are back. Um, so we went through teams, the two teams that are not um, horrifying and make us sad and cry constantly. And now the darkness is upon us. Um, We've done 40 minutes of hope, now we're going to do 40 minutes of pure black nihilism, I think, is what we're going to do here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nietzsche's going to love this part of the show. Yes, I do. What were you drinking? Uh, oatmeal style. Oatmeal style. Everyone else doing okay? Uh, yes, I'm okay right now. Yes, thank you. Um, have you guys given up on the wolves? Well, I watched it just recently. I had really not gotten started on the wolves this year because I knew they were going to be terrible. So I watched the other night, like went out of my way to watch so we could talk about it on the podcast, and I realized that until Ricky Rubio comes back, there's almost nothing interesting to pay attention to. No, no, nothing at all, because the only, the bright spots are Shabazz, for sure. And while he's a bright spot, we're still not expecting him to be more than like the sixth best player on the My team, exact right? Point. Yeah, he's a bright spot, but he's not a, an all-star. It's like, yeah, this guy is not bad at basketball, but yep. that doesn't make him... He's serviceable. He's a yeah. sixth man, yeah. which is great to find. Jeff Adrian, another bright spot. But Jeff Adrian is a bright spot? Yeah, he's been next I didn't know that, that Jeff Adrian was a person until I watched him. Jeff Adrian Who is, is Jeff Adrian? He is a guy that is um, sort of a journeyman. Um, he's always had pretty good advanced stats, but just for some reason he's never been able to like land with the team. Um, so it's a win for me. Okay. I'm an advanced stats lover. Um, I think he's naturally more of a power forward, but if we have him at center, which is, which is I think, a better position for him because he can't shoot outside and takes NBA if you're a power forward. For the most part, you need to be able to have step out. Yeah, you don't need to be Kevin Love, but you need to make mid-rangers or be able to get... Well, you just need to not take him. Yeah, exactly. But you need to be able to pull your the defender out a little bit to clear the lane. But so he's been, he's considered undersized, which again is another advanced stat thing. Like, who gives a shit what his height is if he's good at basketball? How does he actually play? Who fucking cares? And yeah. also, people don't defend with the tops of their heads. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> well, they don't. They don't use the tops of their heads. That's always defend. been true up until right now that you need to know how good a guy is going to be at defense, but there was no good way of telling it without these sport view stats. So the only practice you had to go on was, well, he's six foot nine. Yeah. Or you could even, the advanced stat for a long time was, well, what's his reach? All right, his wingspan is this. Right. You add that to his height. Well, now he looks a little bit better because people would say, you don't defend with the tops of your head. Now you can actually tell. This guy alters this many shots. Opponents shoot this percentage when he's around the rim. Yeah. So you have some information. Before there was just no information beyond looking at the program. Exactly. And so even then, Kevin Lowe was listed at like seven foot four in the program, when in reality he was six foot three. Yeah, exactly. 
So there's still not a ton of, um, of information out there on Adrian, but so far he's made the team a lot better when he's been on the floor, which is, you can't say that really for anybody else besides Rubio on this team this year. Um, Young has been a disaster. Uh, Williams is, you know, not great. Levine has been really bad, but he's a rookie, that's fine. Wiggins hasn't been great, but he's still, he's the only thing you to tune into is really to watch Wiggins. And when Rubio comes back, you want to see, yeah. are Rubio and Wiggins good? Yes. Together. Yes. That's they really are. the only reason to watch this yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been really bad to watch. You know, there. So Vegas obviously does their you know over unders every single year, and there's usually um, a team that is. You know, most of them are actually fairly pretty accurate, like Vegas always is, right? Um, the Wolves were 27 and a half, I believe, or 27, which seemed to, I think when we talked about the postseason, like, yeah, it's all right. You know, they at least have some professionals on their roster. They feel be relatively competitive. Um, they're on pace right now for the, I think this is right, the worst season in franchise history. The Timberwolves franchise history. Remember, they are an absolute shit show, core of an organization. You have worse than the general manager will have a coach, though, at some point. I just, I cannot imagine if he comes back next year. I can't imagine. There's no fucking way, right? There's I don't know. But he obviously doesn't really understand, like, basketball basketball, or that he's incompetent, right? Most of us are, well, I think, smart enough and adult enough to be, to be like, you know those limits. I don't, I don't see him as being one of those guys. He would have had to be pretty self-aware to not hire himself as a coach. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Guys, that haven't been very successful. But clearly he's not. Yes. Why would he ever be that? No. Yeah, for him to think that uh, he can be the general manager and the coach when he was not even good as the coach uh, is a terrible... Um, yeah. So I'm very worried for the future, obviously, because if you just look at the roster and look at the ages of the guys who are top picks, you would think this team's a pretty bright future. In the top half of futures, um, roster-wise and cap-wise and all that... Um, Obviously, I don't have any hope in the future right now because I don't know how long it's going to be around, which uh, is sad. Yeah. It's very sad. The Wolves make me sad. And, um, on an ongoing basis. On an ongoing basis. And I'm, you know, one of the, I'm in like the top 1% of like Wolves fans. You're you still know. watching and some of them. You named some players on the team. I know all the right team players. I didn't know amazing. Jeff Adrian was on the team until the other yeah. day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a beautiful place. So that's uh, touchdown. Stu loves the Colts. Colts. You're the biggest Colts fan ever. I have a Colts out there and now there's a play. Uh-oh. And even I am just just so sad right now. So I can't imagine. I mean, I know that the ratings have been just cratered, which they should. Why would anybody want to watch this team? Unless you're a scout, why would you fucking yes. scout? And why would you scout the Timberwolves? Unless you were literally being paid to do so. You know how much you would offer them to steal, like, you know, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. yeah scouts and media. That's Who's it. been the worst this year, Bennett or Young? Well, yeah. well, expectations. I think yeah. due to expectations and salary and, and I mean, minutes played. Bennett was, a, Bennett was a bust coming in, um, and then Bennett like had a couple of decent games at the start of the season before going out. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, but Young had like fairly. I mean, he was a good player. He was a good player in Philadelphia in a bad situation, but he's come here and just. I overpaid. And what did we trade to get Young? We traded the first rounder we got from the Cavs. How did that work? Miami, 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 Miami first rounder, and they're not good. They're bad. So that's probably. Would have been like a 15 there were two moves that, that um, Flip has made. There's a bunch of them that were out and out bad to begin with. Uh, um, so we have those, and I don't need to go over them again, but there's a couple that have 
seemed okay, but it not worked out. The peck signing looks bad that now. That doesn't look really good. At the time, though, I think I don't we, think yeah, I don't think it made perfect sense. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, he was healthy and he was good. And so that's just one of those things where I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bitch at Flip about that one just because I think a lot of a lot of other GMs would have made the exact same. Good good GMs would have made that sign. I don't know where the trade for Young falls on that. I know there obviously are a bunch of GMs who would have been like, no, we're taking the draft. Obviously, and we make fun of those GMs because they're tanking all that sort of stuff. Um, there's also a bunch of GMs that like, no, a year of Young seems fine to me, and no sure things in the draft and all that sort of stuff, especially at like the 15 to 20 range. So I don't know. I mean, I, did, I, I didn't love it at the time, but I wasn't like, it wasn't like the Martin signing or whatever at the time. I was like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you know? I gotta believe there's no one who would have been like, oh, the Wolves are tanking. They didn't trade a first rounder for Thad Young. Yeah, you're right. Nobody would have said that and been like, wow, how can they tank? They would have just said, oh, they want to play young guys. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the difference between the Timberwolves and the 76ers, right? The Timberwolves are at least playing young players that might be good someday. And they're finding people like Shabazz Muhammad, yeah. who might be good someday. Yep. The 76ers are just pulling the pulling the Cleveland Indians from Major League right now. They are trying out guys like uh, really good D-League players to see who can make the transition. And so they have 15 guys on obviously on the roster and they've had a few more throughout. So let's say there have been like 18 guys suited up for the 76ers. And you know, they found like three guys could be okay. So, you know, it's a good thing that you found three players. It's not good that you... <laughs> it's not you good know. for anybody who wants to watch your team play. But you know, here's, here's the pathetic thing though. Uh, the 76ers have been the most like offensive tanking team. Like, Literally are, trying to are upset about it, right? They have one fewer win than the Wolves. I'm only one ahead on our five-year bet. Of this Kimberwolves is a really important year for you to really gain. That's the reason I made the bet in the first place. Was this year. I thought the Timberwolves would win 20 games and the 76ers would win four. Yeah. Again, again. And then they have a 16 game lead. The key here is Rubio being out. They would have won more. They would be a better team if Rubio was not. He's very, very very good. good. So the worst season in franchise. I would say 10 wins probably. Or yeah, that that's what I. That's where I was. Which, going. Is, which is, by the way, that's would they like, be at ten right now? Yeah, rather than five. Yeah, so five, five. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I think he's. Yeah, that means Rubio should be getting MVP votes if that's the case. <laughs> Any yeah. player who can make a five-win difference in a half season. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, again, I think right. he probably would because they've been relatively close in some games. Well, ten against like bad teams, especially if you factor in Peck, Martin, and Rubio together, they would have won at least ten games. Right yes. Now. Yes. Of course. And they beat the Blazers one. Which is the. As I was. Bitching about them on the podcast for an hour straight, exactly. and, and while they were beating, beating the Blazers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's their one win in the last seventeen games. Well, one in sixteen. That is why the word outlier is a word. Is because of that game, right? All right, Rubio's exactly. going to come back at some point. The worst season in franchise history is fifteen wins. Yes. Did they beat it or did they not? They'll probably end up with like seventeen, eighteen. Wins I mean, yeah. I mean, unless Rubio's out for the year, I think if Rubio's out for the year, all bets are off. Yeah, I don't think he will be. No, he's supposed to be back. Flip last night. I uh, was just. I follow Zagoda just because I'm a masochist and I, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> um, I call him Zigo. I don't know. Old Zigo? Yeah, Old Zigo. Zigo. His last name is Zagoda. So Zigo. Zigo. Oh, I get it. I call him yeah. Z. Oh, good one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm lashing out after my second beer. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, oh, but he... Flip made a quote last night of like, maybe I should have drafted Trey Burke because he really plays well at the target center. And it's like, dude, you quit fucking choking around? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you idiot. You just got pounded by like the third worst team in the league. Shut up. 
<laughs> and of course, I mean, you know, there's probably some, you know, sort of whistling past the graveyard humor for him. I mean, it's just like, yeah, what are you supposed to ask him? Nice you're going to call out the Timberwolves. You got to call them out every day. Yeah. Every and after a while, it's just going to be exhausting. I guess so. Yeah, it's not. It's just I'm just mad at Flip. I think he's just an idiot, and I don't like that he makes these stupid jokes at the end of games when he's. It's like just work harder or something. Like you're really bad at your job. It bothers me. Um, so I'm going to say I understand they have a future, but until he's not a coach, they have zero hope. They do have zero chance. On Nothing. Program. Speaking of zero hope, Brandon, sure. bring up the next team. Would you like to move on? Um, I, want to, I want to mention one thing quick. Oh, okay. I opened up the Sunday paper today, and Jim Sue Ann's column was on, like, page 45. Oh, my God. And the first thing, he did, like, a list of nine things he wants to happen in the new year. Okay. And the first thing was, I, I wish I could quote it, was <laughs> discussing, it was like, it was a question, and it was, are the Vikings owners evil or incompetent? I was like, where did he get that bit? You fucker. Where did he get that? No bit? way. Who talked about which owners are evil or incompetent? Those are our words, lazy. man. Those are the words we Those use. Those are our three words. He's listening. Jim? I don't That's know what hard. to say, because I hate <laughs> Um, hello. No. Hey, Jim. How's it going? <laughs> oh, Why did you just quit trying? Yes. Yeah, Years ago... <laughs> It's clear it happened. We didn't want to know when. Yeah. The best part was at the end was a shot at media for being too nice, which is literally what Pat Royce wrote about yesterday. Oh, whoops. So it's like Pat Royce writes his column and Jim Sue ends in the back going, yeah, be meaner. <laughs> yeah. We still haven't started our homer bracket. we got to get that going one of these days. We're, that would require work, and we're never exactly. going to do that. Yeah. No, that's true. We're um, all at the same bar at the same time. That's... So That's a pretty good accomplishment. For us. I started with the worst team. Obviously, the the wild are or the wolves are the worst. The wild are still hopeless. Headed for the worst, but and the wild are actually a bigger disappointment than the wolves. I think much because bigger of ex- because of expectations. Much of bigger disappointment. Yeah, the wolves were supposed to be like the twenty third best, and they're going to be like the 29th best. Big fucking deal. Yeah. The wild. We the wild were supposed to be the twelfth best team in the league, and, and they're like, about the twenty fifth. Expectations best team. were for at least a medium playoff run, if not a deep yeah. playoff run, like you know second round. Five or seven seeds, something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. They might, we were thinking they might even finish second in the Central. <laughs> they might finish second behind Chicago. They might compete with St. Louis. They right. might have a chance at having home ice advantage in the first round of the Central playoffs. And instead, they're terrible. They lost 7-1 to one in Dallas last night. Which is hilarious. Can you explain the morass? That was a funny I can't explain it anymore. For a while, it was, all right, their power play is terrible. Yep. Then the narrative became, all right, their goaltending is terrible. And both of those things were true. But both of those things can be true without you losing 7-1 to one in a hockey game. Basically, if they win, they might win by one goal. They, they play every game as one goal because they're just a mediocre team that's pretty good at preventing shots. Okay. Their goaltending is awful. Like, terrible. Terrible by any statistical measure. It's inconsistent. I mean, the other, two nights ago, Darcy Kemper made 34 saves and beat Toronto. Last night, he got pulled for the second period because he gave up four goals on 20 shots or something like that. They, the whole team is just terrible right now. And if, if I knew what to do about that, Right. Then I would be employed by a hockey team. So it's not obvious, like you gotta cut this guy or cut this guy. Need to hire Mike it was funny, uh, our our good friend Hans Van Sluten was complaining about this on Twitter like three in the morning yesterday and I yeah. saw it this morning. About how if you're calling for the coach to be fired, then you just have poor impulse control. 
And I was like, that's true. What if we've been saying this? But I also do have four impulse. I'm going to listen to what Clarence's Twitter bio is. I'm pretty sure it's has four impulse. That's what I said. I said it's the first sentence in my scouting report. I said I have four impulse control. And it's true. And the point that he was making, and we probably should have invited him because he lives like two feet from here. We can probably go outside and wait. Yeah, how's it going? But so we'll do this again with him soon. But the point he was making was if there was something obvious to do, they'd do it. Yeah. But isn't that sort of where coaching happens? Is in the non-obvious it's like thing. lines. Yeah. It's doing something. <laughs> I mean, or this whole skid. Going to your front office and saying, hey, trade for a better goal or something. They've trade. been on this terrible skid for like 17 games or something like that. And the whole thing started with this big deal about how Mike Yo really had a really gave his team a talking to. He really yelled at him on the ice one day. And since then, they've been ridiculously terrible. So I, I'm not saying he needs to make this change in the lineup, but something has to happen. Right. I don't know what it is. That's why coaches get fired, because you don't know what it is, yep. but you have to change something, because things aren't going well right now. And they've shown no indication they're going to fire you. The GM came out and said he's safe, which means nothing. Yes. Because GMs say that kind of thing all the time, and then turn around the next week and fire somebody. But at some point, you have to do something, right? Well, I think that in general, that's always the, the case. So there are many, many, many instances of coaches that were fired and are obviously just ineffective because they didn't change things when things mm-hmm. went wrong, right? They were just hoping, like, well, maybe if we just stay the course, this shit will get better. And it doesn't, you get fired. You very, very rarely have it in the opposite direction where we are complaining that a coach is, like, changing too many things. Like, he's trying too many solutions. Stop Why trying. doesn't he keep things the same? Yeah, that's just a rare thing to happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm sure it has happened, you know, too much tinkering or something, but... Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> Yeah, and um, the Wild they're having not true. they're having a weird year in the sense that two of the things that have affected the team were a mumps outbreak and now a neurovirus outbreak, which are things out of an episode of House, not things that happened to Ivy. Yeah, exactly. But in no way should they make excuses for that. Also, the really weird things that I predicted this and it's actually happening. Yeah, it is happening. It is happening. It's mostly to make Clarence angry. So. <laughs> and That's half of the decision I make. Yes. If Clarence was he- here, he'd say that Yo's reliance on veterans is a problem, and it is, but the young guys haven't been good either. Eric Hall got scratched like three games out of four because he's been terrible. Huh. He has like one goal the whole year. Right. Charlie Coyle hasn't been good. Nino Nierayer hasn't been good. Michael Gramlin hasn't been good. And then he got hurt. It's just everybody's gone wrong at the same time. And I don't. I mean, why does that happen? I don't know. Right. They need to fire Mike We've had the same question about the Twins for many years. Why is everybody terrible at the same time? Yeah, that is weird. And usually Joe Maury gets blamed for that. Uh-huh. And I think we're headed towards a storyline. Or Bill Smith. Yeah. We're pretty good at blame, yeah, blaming we're, the old guy. We, at some point, I think, are headed for a storyline where there's not enough vocal leadership in the wild locker room. Okay. And there's already... Well, you already said that yelling didn't work for Mike Yo, so like, yeah. they need someone on the team to yell. So I don't know why Zach Parisi yelling more is going to be what fixes it. But we're headed there. I've never understood yelling being the thing that's going to get people over the hump. Just uh, created by the media because they have to write something. Exactly. They don't know I'm expecting that. somebody like to get into statistics. You know, For some reason, I feel like it's going to be Chip Scoggins. I don't know why. I just feel like it is going to be Chip Scoggins. Feels chipish. That comes out with uh, there needs to be more vocal leadership in the wild locker room. It's too quiet in there, guys. Yeah, like it's just Chip. too quiet. I like Chip. 
He seems like a really nice guy. I just don't understand. He's got that Tennessee lilt to his voice. I don't understand why Chip Skaggins is from Tennessee. And God bless him. You can learn about hockey from being from anywhere. But why he seems to be the main columnist that's writing about hockey at all. Because <laughs> he likes it. Hockey yeah, because he actually is the only one that cares or watches. Probably. That's probably true. Mike Rand, where are you? Yeah, <laughs> Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. <laughs> oh boy. We need, right. we need Rocket. We need Rocket here covering the team on a daily basis. Okay, next on the Nietzsche list, who's here? Um, the Nietzsche list hockey should be the title of the podcast. You want to talk about Rocket, though? I don't want to talk about Rocket at all. I don't want to talk about Rocket. I'm terrible. Literally the worst hockey team in town. And the worst hockey conference in the country? The Big yep. Ten. Yep. Yeah. Although Is Wisconsin there... won their tournament this year. Oh, did they? They, they won a couple games? I think they did. No, I think they lost to Michigan Tech. I think once Mike Eve suited up. Actually. I think they got beat 8 to 1 by Michigan Tech. <laughs> or something like that. You guys are known for your core impulse control. This is true. So, um, is there a future where the Big Ten, it was it was painful for a few years, but now it's a really fun conference? Or is that... That's no, that was supposed happen. to be what, what happened immediately, was it was supposed to be this really fun thing where, hey, we're football rivals, we'll be hockey rivals, too. That doesn't make any sense at It all. doesn't make any sense at all. And it's terrible now. Who wants to watch the Gophers play Penn State? I think even Clarence has admitted that it was a bad idea. Even though he kept saying it was a good idea just because... He likes saying it's a good idea because it makes Mankato it fans makes Mankato and Mankato fans mad. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. It's I'm a legitimate that. reason to do anything. Except that we used to make um, Mankato fans angry by beating them. Yeah. We could watch them be angry. Now mm-hmm. we just have to believe that they're angry without having without seeing them. They probably don't care and anymore. Then, what's the fun in that? Their I conference is way better than Minnesota's conference. Yeah, that's brutal. Huskies split their Who'd they play this weekend? <laughs> the the un- unknown location, Quinnipiac. <laughs> oh, were they at Quinnipiac? They, no, they were here in St. Cloud. They were in St. Cloud against Quinnipiac. Yeah. That's uh, Rhode Island, right? Rhode Island, Vermont. I think it's in Canada, Canada actually. It's the only Canadians going in the NCAA. That was my... That led to my favorite line of the entire podcast. It's 87 episodes. My favorite line is still Clarence saying, Who are you, Rand effing McNally? <laughs> So yeah, there's your college hockey report. Who's yeah, the next bad brutal. team we're going to cover here? Well, they're not bad. But, uh, go go the Swarms. Go the Swarm lost their season opener. Go for hoops. Uh, we're fairly competitive against a pretty solid Maryland team yesterday. yesterday so. And Maryland's a top 15, right? Yeah, they're 11. And Somebody was talking about Maryland running the table in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, I, I didn't so know that Gary they were Williams Big Ten until after the game. I was like, why the fuck are they playing Maryland? I was so confused. I was like, oh, no, they're I'm going to look that up on my phone. They're a Kansas team. Oh, we're going to look up Williams. a fact. I'm going to see if Gary Williams still coaches back Maryland. I, think I don't know. All right, cool, yeah. Um, so they are... <laughs> All right, cool, yeah. Kind of, we, went, we went to the bottom with the Wolves, where it's the most hopeless, and then the Wild, and then... I wouldn't take over basketball. It's hopeless. That's what I'm saying. So we're kind of moving yeah, up. They're, they're yeah. dangerously close to being NIT bound again. I think. Yeah. Hey, yeah. they won the NIT too. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Oh, he's the AD now. Repeat so. champs. Oh. Possibly could repeat a champs. Back to back is nothing. Repeating NIT yeah. champs is yeah. a really yeah. thing. But they were solid. You know, they were. Um, they should be at least fun to watch. I'm hoping. Um, but the Purdue loss earlier, there was a really, really big. I didn't know that they were on the road, but you got to get those wins when you have them. Is Purdue terrible? By, no, I don't think they're terrible at all. Um, but when you're up by 15, like, Man. in the second half. You Mark gotta, gotta Turgeon is their head coach. No, he's not. Mark Turgeon. Mark Turgeon is the guy that got checked in the playoffs after the whistle that left. Really? Oh. That Gary Williams retired in Mark 2011, and Mark Tenorti retired in Good pull. Good North Stars pull, Mark Tenorti right there. That's the only pull yeah. I'll ever make. You'll hear me make. Now it's time for nostalgia. That's it, yeah. Somebody pointed out to me, when I was talking about getting the North Stars back, somebody pointed out to me on Twitter, 
that the North Stars have been in Dallas almost as long as they were in Minnesota, which is sort of depressing. Yeah, that is sad. I'm trying well, to remember who it was. Kevin Joseph, I think. Have they won a title in Dallas? I hate you, too. Apparently they have. Okay, never mind. Sad. Um, okay, let's move on. That's all the sports that I have. Yeah, that's I all the sports, sports we have? That's really, all the sports that we have. That's a lot. We've exhausted all of the sports, I think. Jonathan, let me ask you, do you have any news resolution? Uh, for the podcast? Uh, and just in general. Our New Year's resolution for the podcast is to get Clarence's phone to work. Clarence's That's phone to work. That's our one New Year's resolution, I think, is the podcast. I'd like to see him in person again. I would. It would be a good resolution. Yeah, we've seen him in person like three times in the history of this podcast. Yes, exactly. But he just said the other day that he's his so kids pleasant in person. So I'd love got, to... Yeah, I mean, he's got three a, kids and they're all doing extracurriculars, which yeah. is just insane. I'm good. I'm, yep, I'm good. We're all good? Yep. It's a good reminder, though, to remember that he actually is a very nice human being. Very yeah. nice human being. Loves it's good seeing him in person. It's like, wow. This guy yeah, is a great family man, a nice person. I, only I enjoy two, his company. Yeah, I have the two kids, and this is my last free weekend until at least the end of February. I think the three kids really makes a big deal. Oh, yeah, that's that third kid, and once they get into kindergarten, and they're like, you know, he's got hockey, and he's got girls are in dance. And just, it feels like, oh, and it's you, you're going to have to tell me, but it feels like... You're busy every night because you're carting the kid to go do something, right? So you're simultaneously, is this right that you're simultaneously busy and bored at the same time? Yes. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I imagine there's just so much Twittering going on. Parenting can be a grind sometimes. You go to the t- Twitter a lot because oh, yeah. he's, that's, he's got to kill time waiting in between like ride pickups, basically. Yeah, so you're basically just, yeah, you're driving them and you're just sitting around watching them. He also seems to have a job that involves driving a pickup around examining yeah, ducks. Allegedly. So. Yeah, he... Seems Being the governor is weird. We can't confirm or deny that. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so that's your resolution is Clarence's phone. That's actually mine now, too. I wanna, that was my podcast resolution this year is to maybe have, go a couple of weeks without people talking about how terrible our audio is. Yeah, that would be great. Two weeks. Two weeks would be unbelievable. Just, I mean, we can just keep doing this. Our audio is probably fine. It was the time Sue and I went to the bar. Yeah. You know, the good thing about other people doing podcasts now is that, you know, competition, you know, we're really big into... We're not in competition with anybody. <laughs> no, clearly not. But the, uh, the really good thing about that is... <laughs> Co-opetition. <laughs> <laughs> we're in competition with the Infinite Guest Podcast Network. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, exactly. InfiniteGuest.org. So Infinite Guest is not really a good uh, comparison, but the nice thing about other people doing it is it. it uh, I think that audio problems are more of a universal thing. It's yeah, not just us. We're not the only ones. Everybody that has fucking because no, there's no solutions that are easy. No, um, they all cost money. Yeah, exactly. Um, Stuart, which you is have tough any? for a free podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Do you have any podcast resolutions too? Um, I want to say more guests um, because um, they like us. It's a good one. Um, but we actually have to go through the effort of booking them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One hour ago, Stu and I were on Twitter we, seeing I love exactly that you said we were Stu and Clarence and I have done a uh, total of zero seconds spent on it. I think I booked one. You, you got Amelia Reno. I got Amelia to that. So that's one out of each. She has not been back. Nope. She hasn't exactly been clamoring on Twitter. No, no, no. She was on the frickin' Juice podcast. Oh, oh yeah, bar? she was on the No Juice, the juice bar. Yeah. The Juice Bar? The worst podcast in, you know, in Minnesota. Yep, um, very worst. Literally, worst people, worst podcast. I believe no, that's our podcast. It's the worst people yeah. and the worst podcast. No, no, I don't know. We're, we're not, not as bad no. as those. We're not as bad as Jesus. They're not listening. Parker? Parker's not going to listen to our... Literally, more Okay, that's a good resolution. More guests who like us and think we're cool and funny. Yeah. Do you have any life resolutions? Offline resolutions? Yeah. IRL. 
Uh, or yeah. I can't think of anything good and funny. Mm. Um, no, like, don't be serious. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to get a good joke, and I can't. No, Stu is learning Ukrainian this year. Yeah. He's going to go there and foment revolution. Oh, no, that might be some, that's, that's a thought, but yeah. sorry, I'm not distracted by the football game. I guess that's um, <laughs> yeah. trying not Stu's to. Re- Stu's resolution less, is to not be distracted by a Colts Bengals to be less distracted during the podcast. Um, yeah, I got. That. I'm sorry, I feel bad now. It's okay, don't worry about it. Given the news, now one year. If I recall from the far distant past, uh-huh. you did Are a resolution that involved like, a competition with a friend of yours. Oh, I've done, I've had some really, really good resolutions. Do you have any good ones this year, or is it two kids that are really rooting for um, Like the same job all year? Or, same uh, job all year. Same house. <laughs> same job, same Living house. in the same place. I would like, and yeah, one year from now to be in the exact same life situation would be amazing to me, because that means stability, and I've had a crazy, yeah, crazy life. So. really underrated. Yeah. Uh, I have a small resolution, which is a really dumb one, but... Um, there's a, it's called Project 365. It's essentially just mm-hmm. take a photo every day. And you right. kind of look back through here. It's kind of fun probably to do that. So, so are you posting these on Twitter or on Instagram? No, I'll just keep it. Oh, I have an app. Yeah, there's an app for it. All right. Yeah. And then my other one is um, my uh, just exercise related. And just one word, pain. I want to be in pain a lot this year. Okay. Like that's the only time you ever get any like progress done with exercise. But it was last year. It was yeah, but you limp the whole year. Yeah, I know. That's what I did. I went to the gym this morning, and I'm so and you're limping. Now. I don't feel good. Yeah, I, that's I, that's the. Is that's that the a goal. is that a good way to live your life? Though? Perfect. That's the only way to, to get in, in pain. Shape. Be in pain. So I'll tell you for first experience. Last year, a year from now, my resolution was run 365 miles. So I was ever a runner, and I love the idea of running. It's free. It doesn't take very long. It's it hurts fairly, terribly. It's actually very social too. Like you can go for five k. The running clubs are very. It's the most cool social thing. activity you can do. So I'm not not the most. In but it's this a good social way. thing, would you be talking to people while you're? Well, running? you kind of get together and you run, and you go afterwards for a beer. Yeah. I was talking to someone a little today bit. that was like, "Oh, I like running with people because I talk to them." Yeah. It's like, how hard are you running? They if say I'm if you're going for a long run. If I'm at any speed above a slow walk, our good friends at Mill City Running, I think, have a. They do uh, have a running club. Is there. that millcityrunning.com? Yeah. I don't know if it's .com or .com. Stu, so you don't even know the podcast. You slash are. gov. But What's the podcast? I, I, here's the, Pop okay, here's, actually, this is good for the sportive audience. Um, I went in there to get Amanda some Christmas presents, and they knew me from... From the Twitter? Know, from from being on the from Twitter the and the, the internet. That's and amazing. I, I had to tell them, don't... You can tweet about me being in the store, but don't tweet until after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they knew. I, I mean, that's like oh, it must be time. fun to be popular, Stu. That's the first time yeah. I've been recognized anywhere. It's good awesome. That's a, I, I know. I can't even it's imagine. great. So yeah, go to Mill City Running because they know me and they recognize me and they think I'm cool. That's great. Okay, so here's the thing. So I ra- so I did it. I ran, and I also knew that I can't just decide that um, I'm going to go for like three runs and be good at it. It's going to take a whole year to get good at running. So I did it. I got my resolution on like December 29th or whatever. Um, just barely got it. I ran like 366 miles. And so <laughs> I ran 49 I'm, miles on December 27th. <laughs> exactly. Take work off. <laughs> a week off of work. Um, um, so I do that, and I'm a good runner now. I can go, you know, seven miles. I, I've gone seven. I feel like I can go a lot more, which is great. But I'm also in worse shape than I was a year ago. Because running's bad for you. Because I was spending my... Thank you, sir. I was spending yeah, my time on low-impact sort of thing, like just a slow run, but I didn't lift any weights. I didn't do any of that, like, get your heart rate up like crazy. So I'd, I'm actually a few pounds heavier than I was a year ago. So, like, running has its limitations, which is... I think which, you're heavier because you stopped eating food. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you started eating slurry. Yeah, no, slurry has saved me. Um, so I'm just, now I'm getting to like, I want to do a little bit more high impact, crazy. I'm going to be in pain this year. I wasn't okay. in pain last year at all. So that's a big one. So you're going to do a lot of push-ups? I don't a lot know of burpees. A lot There's of nothing players. worse than a burpee. Dude, they are the fucking worst thing on the planet. Oh my god. I used to, my I used to go to the... Yeah, my daughter does those for basketball practice. Better than being a Oh, I used I mean, to go to the five kind of gym. You're out of oh, yeah. five. Yeah. I used to go to the kind of gym that would have this part of the workout doing burpees where you had to jump over a bar in between, like put a bar with weights on the ground oh and you had to jump over it. Nope. I'm surprised I'm alive. I would be able to do one of those. I think. Yeah. Do you want to do a check on one, or I'll send it. Uh, I'll send it. Yeah, that's fine. Now we see my cheap jerks on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so let me um, finish with this. I just have more of a question. This is for Stu. Um, so I went out last Brandon night. Care about me. And uh, no, uh, it's a dad question. I went out last night and um, I got very, very drunk. Awesome. Extremely drunk. Just IPAs all night. Um, I'm surprised you started drinking again. When you yeah, got here, I shamed you, and then you told me I that. I was not going to, and you're like, wait, and I feel why bad. are you not drinking? I was like, oh, Jesus, I don't want to I wasn't trying to beer pressure you. I was just confused, because you love beer. Yeah. Um, so I was very, 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 like, like um, irresponsibly drunk. Like, I, I'm awesome. kind that's of a good. That's a good style of drunk. I did so much dancing last night, there was, like, multiple videos taken. If there was any... If there was any doubt in my mind that I couldn't be president due to incriminating videos, last night really cemented. Last night like, seems just awful. awful. But I um, am not hungover really at all. I mean a little bit, but not oh, really. Um, must be nice. And I've Almost noticed that um, once I became a dad, almost immediately my hangover stopped. Really? I'm wondering, Stu, is that is that is that your experience as well? No. Or am I a weird person? No, um, that seems that's weird. Is that's, it? That's straight up weird. Yeah, I still get hangovers when I like drink too much. So. I wonder if maybe I'm in because I'm in baby mode. So the only thing I can think about is it's some sort of like biological thing where like my body is telling me like you don't have the uh, luxury of being hungover right now. We need to because. I don't know if you ever saw the Mythbusters of uh, the, the best ways. Is it possible to sober up mm-hmm. beyond time? They tried all these different things. How about coffee or how about um, cold shower? Cold shower. They did all these different things. And they found one to actually be verifiable. It's an old, old, old one, which is just to slap somebody across the face. It actually worked. They, their blood alcohol content was different. They uh, did better at regular like tests that they, they, they try to put them through these motor skills tests or whatever. And what they realized was, it's obviously not just a slap in the face, it's that adrenaline is the only thing that can overcome being drunk. It's the only thing that can, you know, be more powerful in your blood system or whatever, right? Um, So I wonder if it's maybe, like, I have some sort of different version of adrenaline kind of running through my blood at this point. It's like, dude, you have two small children at home. You can be a little bit hungover, but you're going to get the fuck up and actually be able to function. Whereas, like, six years ago, when I was hungover, regular, you know, whatever I did last night, it would be on the couch, yep. don't move, the yeah. only time you're going to get up is the guy, right, to yeah. answer the door. I'm going to get pizza at five, and that's going to be like Legitimately it. happened all the time, not all the time, but you know, that was what it was, I'm not moving at all today, and now I'm you know, totally fine, so I was just curious if it was me, or if that's just a, a dad thing, because some dad things just happen when you're dad, like all of a sudden you just rage out about shit, <laughs> for no reason, just weirdly just like get Wait, that only happens when you're dad? Because it happens to me <laughs> all the time. Oh, then you don't know about Yeah, that. then you you're, uh, yeah, you either have kids or you're in for it because, uh, yeah, I was like Wait, the most laid back. You're going to say I'm going to have more rage when more I get rage. kids? Oh, for sure. You're oh, yeah. for sure going to have more rage. Have more rage. Like That's right now, your like, stress level can go like 0 to 10, like, you know, most people. Stu and I, like, 
it can't go below like four. You just are always going to be at this level of like there's things going on. I can't whatever. So like, um, Stu has teenage daughters, so I got to believe his stress level is like nine at all times. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's not easy being. Me. <laughs> yeah, you like pick up a garbage, you know, to take it out and realize there was like a small leak on the floor and just fucking flip it out. Like, God damn it! No! Now I gotta go! And it's like four seconds, like grab a paper towel and clean it up and you're done. And that fucking, that shit really bothers me now. I used to not care about it at all. Like in any capacity, like whatever, man. Okay. Super laid back. Sometimes you just gotta punch drywall. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Dad rage is real. That's like my thing is raging out over very minor sets. Bags, like, yeah, getting mad at inanimate objects, yeah, that'll be a thing that's that me. really happens to you. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, you're in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. That's not good at all. Dead rage? It's, it's, all, it's all over for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In a good way, though. Okay, well, that was my... <laughs> in a life-changing good yeah. way. My last observation it was just a question, so maybe I'm just a freak. You that guys that are listening, there's nobody listening, maybe plans, no. right. let me know if we got into talking about if, ourselves. So. If, yeah. if your hangovers changed when you became a dad, I'm curious. Uh, I don't think I, mean, I would be interested in hearing that. Because I, I, I think my state counts. If I drink too much, I get a hangover. If I don't, I don't. Actually, I was at the bar once with Clarence when he had the worst hangover. He said he just about ever had. And he was drinking. Which I thought was really good. Was, was he not on his way to a hockey game? I think he was. He, like, he was you hungover enough. You drink no matter what. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. fucking give a shit yeah. how hungover I am. My kids are not around. I am drinking. He was hungover enough to have one eye closed at the bar like this. <laughs> he was just drinking like this on a Sunday afternoon at the bar with one eye closed. Was I there? No, you were not there. I don't think so. Is that the one that was in the air next to you, uh, Liquor Lyles. I can't remember where I think it was Liquor Lyles. I've only seen him at Liquor Lyles like twice. Then it must have been the that time. I'm forgettable. I don't think that's your brand. I get it. Uh, okay, good. Let's wrap it up. I'm done. I'm done I don't know how else to wrap it up. Uh, I don't have any good New Year's resolutions, so we can just wrap it up there. This has been the Sports Flush with Hooter and the Pederast. Woke up today and decided to kill my ego. It never done me no good, no how. Gonna break through and blast off to the bar door. Hitting them flyers of life, far away from here and now. Taking a 49 and day vacation from reality. All this in between Gonna transmigrate To my destination Far beyond time In a need Turn on dream Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.